It's Wednesday, September 29th, and you're listening to episode 34 of the Chasing Points podcast, your weekly honest dive into the world of sports. What's going on? My name's Sam Favada. And I'm Brandon, the Sad Eagles fan. And that's a Sad Eagles fan. Hey, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a... That, that was, was ass whooping. There was no... No, it's not sugarcoated. That was an ass whooping. Ass whooping. That's what it was. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll get to... I'd ask you how you're doing, but I already know. Uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> week three of the NFL season's in the books. We're going to react. Uh, make our picks for week four. Someone's making a comeback, I'm just saying. And, uh, of course, you know, we'll... <laughs> Throw and do you care there as well? I guess we got to start with Monday Night Football. Um, I'll just, you know, the, I don't know the final score. I usually write this stuff down. A lot but, to a little, 41 yeah, to 21. There you go. Cowboys uh, took care of uh, the Eagles at Dallas last night. Hayes, your thoughts on your uh, your Eagles and the, and the beatdown in Arlington? The Cowboys sunned the Eagles. They babied them throughout that whole entire game and the Eagles were exposed and they looked extremely green. No pun intended. Um, This is the the real truth. I mean, I said, I said last week, I was just like, I can't go for the Cowboys, even though I said at the beginning of the season, before the season started, there's no way that the Cowboys shouldn't win this division, which means they would have to win division games, which means they potentially win against my team. Uh, They did. And they did it in (laughs) such a, (laughs) with such a display of offense and defense, because Diggs actually absolutely went off. Uh, But I want to talk about my team. Uh, Well, first, I'll talk about Zeke and uh, Pollard. That two-headed running monster that they have in that backfield, uh, it's going to be hard for teams to stop them. The Bucs were able to do that because of their run defense, right? Uh, The Eagles could not uh, because they had too many injuries, and they generally could not stop them. Uh, they were running doubles. The offensive line was running doubles basically at the the two people that they needed to stop and just picked them apart from there. Um, safeties, being with the safety injuries, had no idea what they were doing back there, and Dak took control and advantage of every single time one of the safeties slipped up. You came too close in the box, I'm dropping it over top. You played too deep, dropping it under. Do some crossings. We'll confuse you that way. Um, so there was the Eagles just look terrible. Uh, Nick Sirianni. I know you're a rookie head coach. <laughs> but your play calls are ass, my friend. Uh, you run. You have one of the best young run uh, running backs in the league. And you run the ball twice. Miles Sanders had two running plays. Sam, I wish I could make this up. Two running plays. I don't know how you expect to win any game in the NFL if you run the ball twice. I don't know any team that wins the game that way. You ran it twice. You have Jalen Hurts back there, which he didn't do that great either, but I'll get into that in a second. You have Jalen Hurts back there who can be a play-action RPO machine, but Sam, how does the play action and RPO work? It runs off of what? Established a run first, Brandon, uh, uh, I believe. Uh, uh, okay, I that's, mean, I that's what I thought. I play a lot of Madden. That's, I, don't, that's, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think a casual fan uh, knows that. So when literally you have 
no run game, Sam. Does uh, RPO and play action work? I believe the answer is no. Okay. It shouldn't. No. Okay. Okay. So, uh, again, I don't understand how they thought Jalen, who is technically a rookie, was going to pick apart the Dallas team when they knew that he was going to be passing on every damn down. And that's exactly what happened. And Jalen did not look great doing that. Um, I don't like the play calling that's been happening so far. Extremely vanilla. But if I'm going to be honest, too, about that, it's only week three. Right. So as I said before, when the Eagles won against the Falcons, I said, hold up. It's only week one. It's still only week three. We, We got plenty of time. There's 14 more games to be played for them. So there's a lot that can happen in a season, but Dallas looks really, really good. Uh, again, I, I knew they would look good um, watching what they did in the preseason and the people that they got and uh, coaches that they put in place. They look good. Uh, there's, there's no, there's absolutely no denying it. And Dak is on fire right now. So shout yeah. out to you, Dakota. It's uh, it's hard to stop this team. You mentioned Pollard and, and Zeke in the backfield and mm-hmm. you can't, do anything about that when you have those three i mean michael gallup's hurt but when he's healthy those three wide outs and you have two tight ends that can catch the ball oh yeah you have the best guard probably best right guard in football zach martin the, mm-hmm. the other one's probably quentin nelson of the colts on the left side and that line's that line's still very good um and the i mean this i think the story you, we could talk about dak just lighting up the secondary all all night and the eagles secondary has been a problem for years uh, you know that's but it that is what it is but if that this dallas defense i mean dan quinn the former uh head coach of the falcons really has this team like playing up a level they're very opportunistic they they have the you know they bend they don't break they have you know, trayvon diggs is turning into a star as you mentioned that pick six uh, another one right didn't he have one earlier or a huge interception last week or two yep. weeks ago whatever yep, it was he's been balling yeah so i mean it it probably helps when to... you're guarding your brother when you, yeah. you know, off season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're right. I mean, that's that's some talent you got to match up against. Mm-hmm. And and you know, to be honest, when you're lining up against Amari Cooper and Ceedee Lamb every week, too, that that only makes you better as well. But, that's for sure. Um, you have to put up points when you're playing this Cowboy team. But yeah, you got to set the run up, man. You you have to. Um. You know, another lineman for the Eagles gets hurt. I don't remember his name. I just know he's good. Um, Isaac Sayamalu. Yeah, there you go. Great name. Uh, so I don't know how long he's is he done for the year. I don't know done what happened. Yeah. So like, that's a that's a big blow. I mean, their offensive line is demolished again. The Eagles can't yeah. keep healthy. That's one of the major problems of them. It, and I don't make excuses for my team because I am the first to criticize them. And I sure. even said it last night after the first quarter. And I didn't text it to you, but I texted to my buddy Dame. I was like, the game's over already. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, the game. I, I watched so many Eagles games. I know when the game is over for them. Yeah. And it was over in the first quarter. You know, I well, we can get into this at, at some point or now. I was watching the majority of this game. I Actually, pretty much all this game, I watched the Manning broadcast, mm-hmm. which I'm just like fascinated with but i i know you watched it for a little bit but um you're kind of in like this vortex when you're watching it like i i don't need the sound on to watch an nfl game a baseball game basketball game you know 
it's good to know what's going on. But for the most part, we can figure out what's going on. Right. But you get into this vortex of these conversations. It's almost like you're watching the highlights of the game. You, you, I'm like forgetting what the score is, what the downs are. Um, well, there's, but, there's two things with that. Yeah. Well, one, because I still was, I still had to take my thing about the Eagles offensive line. Brandon Brooks keeps going down. He's gone down two years in a row, right? Now he's on IR. We'll see what happens. So you have that. You have uh, Jordan Mailata. Sorry, I can always mess it up, but it's that's right, Mailata. He wasn't there, and he's the left tackle. So that was huge, and he's been killing it the first two games. So they had Landon Dickerson from Alabama, who just came over IR like a week ago, not even a week ago, and they put him in. So he had no preseason. You put him in there. You have uh, who else is in the opposite side? You put Andre uh, Dillard, who is supposed to be good, right? But he was, yep, but he's been terrible in the offseason. And you put him in there. He actually did pretty well last night. Landon Dickerson got absolutely destroyed last night. Uh, But that has been one of the main problems of the Eagles is their offensive line. And again, not making excuses, but you keep bringing back an aging and always hurt Brandon Brooks. Lane Johnson is getting older. Kelsey is basically on his way out the door. What are you doing with that line? Right. Defensive line. You got boneheads like uh, Derek Barnett, uh, who pisses me off every chance he possibly can get because he jumps off sides and it always looks at the def- the offensive line like it's their fault. It's like nobody moved. It was you. Um so all really all on the D line is is uh, Hargrave, Fletcher Cox, and then Brandon Graham, but he's out for the season. So they got a lot of cleaning up to do. Now to the Manning thing. Uh, I thought it was hilarious that Eli flipped the birds, the double birds. Yeah, that was interesting. Which I thought was wild. He was like, he's like, I don't, he's, he's like, I don't know if I could do it or not. I was like, Eli, have you never watched? Don't TV? do it. Don't do it. Yeah, every executive, yeah. every yeah, every producer in. At ESPN with their headset on, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> Peyton's face was like, he's like, uh, he was like, I he 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 felt bad. He he took up for little bro. He was just like, he's like, I encourage you to do that. He was like, I'm sorry. He's like, my fault, my fault. Like Peyton felt bad. You can see by his face, he's like my I fault. I saw a tweet or something. Who would have thought the first FCC fine yes. of the <laughs> NFL season would go to Eli, Eli. Manning? It's hilarious, absolutely hilarious that he did the, the that. Man, the Manning broadcast is fun. Like mm-hmm. you know, just to. I mean, Gronk was hilarious last week. Matt Stafford's, yes. a, you know, a favorite of ours. He was, he was great. LeBron, Saban. I, I kind of was tuning out what in the fourth quarter a little bit, so I didn't catch all of um, uh, Chris Long. But um, oh, I enjoy Chris Long because yeah, uh, he's great. Right? Eagle, he's a, but he's great. Just great personality. Exactly. Man. Knows a lot about football. Is real. Is real about everything. So great it's podcast been fun. as well. So. Yeah. No, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, no. He, yeah. He's super talented. I, I like his stuff when. Whenever he, I don't listen to his podcast, but I've heard him on others, and he's uh, he's super talented. Um, it's a fun, it's a fun broadcast. I'm I'm glad to see like the ratings are getting better, and they're kind of hitting their stride. It's a little strange when Peyton's kind of like, no pun, like quarterbacking this, and he's never really hosted anything before. So like, especially abrupt breaks, and you're not really you're getting lost in the conversation. You don't really know what's going on. So it's a it's yeah. corny, like it's corny. The overall oh, totally. thing, like it's super corny. But I much rather listen to what they're saying because they're breaking it down and they're giving you, like, they're 
literally dissecting it. It's like watching Tony Romo. Like you get to see Tony Romo once a week, right? And the way that Tony Romo calls out plays before it happens is like, oh, like for a real football fan, you're watching, you're like, damn, he's calling out stuff. Like it's great to see and know what he's talking about and and understand it and kind of give a logic to it, right? Watching one of the most brilliant minds to ever throw a football, Peyton Manning, talk about plays and hear how he would do certain things and how it's not being done and how you can see, like he, you can still see the player in him that he's just like, he gets agitated when certain things happen. And it's just like, it's awesome uh, to see. But again, it's, I wouldn't be surprised if that moved from ESPN two to ESPN one next year, because people enjoy listening to them more than they listen to the main broadcast. Um, but I, also to your point is, or to what you said before, the only sport I can't listen to without uh, sound um, is basketball. I love the sound of basketball. I love the sound of the court. I love the sound of everything that happens in there. Like, I need to hear the sound for basketball. Football, I can just like, whatever, I can see it. And then I kind of also make an exception for my teams. Like, I want to hear what's going on. But I didn't need to hear it last night. I saw it. <laughs> yeah, ESPN's wanted Peyton forever in the booth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would still love to see Peyton in the booth calling games, a la Romo or Aikman or whatever. But, um, you know, this has been a great, uh, great innovation from them. And I hope they continue to do it. I think they're doing like 10 total games this year. And, mm-hmm. Uh, and whatnot and I, I think before we talk about we're burying the lead a little bit here with the cowboys because only a team could win by like 20 points and we're still gonna blow the coach out of the water in a couple minutes but um i saw a tweet uh, it was uh i think they they showed it on the screen it was from roger sherman from the ringer and they were like he was like i'm 80 percent sure that eli still lives with his parents or something like that because archie was there and it was uh just hilarious it was, it was fun i'm glad that uh I'm glad that they're just, you know, they just seem like the people we think of them as, you know, like they're just open to, you know, making fun of each other and just being honest. And they just they're dorks and they love football and they know it. And like, you know, they're both Hall of Famers. So, uh, you know, it's it's just fun to fun to see it for sure. It is. Um, it is. But as I mentioned, burying the lead a little bit because only a team that could win by what was the final score? 44 to whatever. 41, 21. Yeah, so a team could win by 20 points, and I'm going to ask what for another week in a row, what the hell is Mike McCarthy doing, man? Like, is he not – he, he has, like, the job – you know, he doesn't call plays. Kellen Moore calls off offensive plays. He's not a defensive guy. Head coach needs to just make sure, like, the clock, clock management, and he's got guys to do that. Last week he says that he couldn't see the um, – they were in L.A. He couldn't see the, the, the video screen with the, the clock on it. What's his excuse this time? He's home. Like he's just standing there. Like he was waiting for the ref to tell him what to do. Did you, did you see that? What do you make of like the last minute of the second quarter going into halftime, man? What the hell is going on? I did not see what the hell you are talking about, sir. What you have no idea what I'm talking about. No, he, it was basically, uh, they were basically, I remember what the score was like 20 to seven or something like that. And Peyton's Mm -hmm. like blowing him up on the, on the broadcast. And he's just standing there like, letting letting the clock run down um and just standing there like an idiot like almost like asking the ref to help him call timeout or something he just let time he wasted like 20 seconds going going into the half it was nuts i, I gotta be honest no. there's definitely certain hey. parts that i definitely zoned out 
in that game. So well, that, that was that probably was one of the parts. All right. This yeah. is what we're going to mm-hmm. do. A little homework for you. We'll just, uh, we'll <laughs> table <homework>. this. <laughs> I don't, I don't think I need to do any homework on a Cowboy Sam. <laughs> I think I'll pass on that homework. Our mentions, <laughs> our mentions this week lit up with Cowboy fans. Just like, mm-hmm. what the hell's going on? All right. You, you dodged a bullet Cowboy fans. We're just not going to even go there, but, yeah. um, what else? What else jumped out at you from a fun, high-scoring week of football? Week three, uh, Sunday night football. Yeah, it was a great game, huh? It was a phenomenal game. Um, yeah, I, I mean, what what does one expect when you have a a Rod out here? First off, I think porn star Jimmy needs to, to get the respect that he deserves, not only for having the greatest nickname ever. Starting um, with you. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Not only having the greatest nickname ever, but the way that he played against uh the Packers, uh they did everything that they were supposed to do, except for the one thing that everybody knows not to give three players in the league, and that's Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, and that is leave time on the board and allow them to have a chance to drive down the field. And that's exactly what the Niners did when they could have realistically ran the ball. But that's me being optimistic, and there's no possible way of knowing if they actually would have really gotten to the end zone. So you take the points when you can get them, but you gamble with leaving those three arms that I mentioned on time. And that's exactly what happened. And Aaron Rodgers came down and the excitement in that man's face and the, the, the fist pump when he when he got him down. First off, Sam, who yeah. is the best player on the Packers outside of Aaron Rodgers? It's not um, Marquez Valdez Gantling, is it? No, no, it's not Alan Lazard, is it? No. Honorable mention Aaron Jones. You know who it is. I believe it's Devontae Adams, sir. Yeah. Uh, would you consider Devontae Adams to be top two wide receiver, if not number one in the league right now? I don't know who would be number one if it's not Tyreek Hill or him. Um, okay. So let me continue. Yeah, go on. So if you know that he is considered to be the number one or number two wide receiver in the league with the number top three quarterback in the league. Why is he not double team throughout the whole drive? And yeah, keep coming know. down the field, this man was wide open and they kept throwing the ball to him. Um, I don't know who the defensive coordinator is, but I'm sure actually that. Yeah. I don't it's know. Robert Sala. No, it's not Robert. It's definitely not Robert Sala, but whoever the defensive coordinator is probably got chewed out yesterday. Uh, and or today if they went back today uh, because there's no way that that man should have been that open. And when Aaron Rodgers threw that last pass to get them into field goal range and he pumped that fist, I was just like, yep, it's over. And then Crosby came up and just drilled it on through, which it almost looked like it was almost blocked, by the way. Um, but, yeah, that was that game was really, really good. Um, so I'm, I'm very, very thankful I got to, to watch that. I, I also want to say this before you give your opinion. We live in New York. And of course, they're going to play the local market teams, right? But this week, they played only the Giants and the Falcons. And the one o'clock slate, yeah. And the one o'clock slate. 
I don't know who we need to talk to if I need to talk to the local governor, mayor, whoever. <laughs> but I'm going to need you guys to not put the Giants game on and have that be the only game on because whatever they do is going to be terrible. But we're going to get to the Giants. That's why sure. I was watching Reds. You know, all due respect, I know Eli got his number retired. That's great. Um, mm-hmm. But that game was bad. That might have been the worst game of the week if you're not counting my Jets, which we don't even need to talk about, but I'm sure we will. Um, I watched Red Zone for the the, the one o'clock games, and well, then, the one uh, o'clock game was the Chiefs and Chargers, was it not? No, yeah, but we didn't have we didn't have it. But that's locally. my that's, yeah, that's my point. point. Know, that is the biggest game, one of the biggest games of the week. And why are we sitting here watching? Yeah, it's like, the Falcons and Giants. It's the network deals like they only get X amount of, of games and, mm-hmm. and whatnot um, per week or whatever. Per, I don't know how it all works, but yeah, it, the fans, the fans missed out on, a, you know, Justin Herbert and, and Pat Mahomes in a, a great game. Um, and that that sucks. And they they showed a lot of it on Red Zone, but still, like, I'm, I'm sitting there watching Red Zone and I'm like man, I've been following football my entire life. And this, you know, it's, it's hard to keep up sometimes everything that's going on, but they showed a lot of that game. Um, but yeah, the fans miss out in situations like that. It's really unfortunate. Well, to hell with direct TV for still having a monopoly on the NFL ticket. I don't well, understand. It's coming how to it's, an end, man. I know, I know, but it needs to come. When is it supposed to come to an end? Officially? I think that I don't think until a couple of years and there's okay. still like cool. Apple TV is involved. The ESPN plus is involved. Good, Good. because um, I'm tired of Yahoo. TV. There's a lot of, um, so hopefully it's, it's a situation where it's like affordable. If I, I, I don't want, I don't want direct TV. I, I, you know, I've never had it, Sam, but this is what we'll do. We just, you just, I'd spend the two, 300 bucks and no, just no, no. For see, see, but you're, you're, you said it's expensive, but you're not understanding. Well, I don't want direct TV in general. I think. Sam, so. Sam, Sam, you're cutting yeah, me off Brandon. and not letting me tell you this. Well, it's my podcast too, Brandon. <laughs> you're telling me this. I'm trying to tell you this right now. <laughs> We could just split it. You're talking about it being yeah, expensive. Let's just let's split it. I'm not let's saying it's expensive. There. I'm saying I don't want DirecTV. Oh, I don't think anybody wants DirecTV anymore. Yeah, that's I what mean, I, that's my point. Yeah, I, yeah. I know. No, I know. It, no, I can, I'll pay for it. Well, we could split it. I'll, let's let's go. Whatever. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, but yeah, no, you still didn't give your thoughts on the Sunday night game. Oh, I thought I thought it was great. What what the the con there was a quote I heard after the game of Aaron Rodgers being like, "How could." you not be in love with football or like something about romanticizing yeah, yeah. football. And I'm like, three weeks ago, you're sitting at that same podium talking about how you almost retired. And like, you know, you're going scorched earth on the NFL and like you're all, but leaving green Bay in the dust. And you're like in love with football. You spent the off season, like doing everything, but football and you're Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, it's it's wild. I mean, winning solves everything, man, and and big wins like that. And I, what the hell is going on between uh, Lafleur and Shanahan? They did not see. They're, they used to, aren't they best friends? Like, what uh, the hell happened? The the news of Aaron Rodgers. It came out literally. I didn't realize it. I sent it to my buddy. That's a Niners fan. Uh, news came out like at the beginning of the day that Aaron Rodgers wanted to be traded to the Niners. Mm-hmm. And that there was talks of that, which I hadn't heard that. Like, I know he wanted to go to it was Broncos. He wanted to go to, you know, L.A., be back in California. Right. But I never officially heard that story like flat out like that. And it was like the same day that this happens, which I didn't realize they were playing until later. And I was like, oh, like, I get it now. So apparently that wasn't supposed to ever like leak out type thing. 
So somebody pushed that out right before the game. So that's kind of why they had that not so friendly shake at the end. Um, so that's what people are saying that that's what it's involved in. And, and I guess there's more behind the scenes that obviously we're not privy to right now, but I'm sure we'll, we'll know at some point in time. All right. Well, yeah, we'll keep you updated. Um, just kind of looking across the league here. Um, is, is there a better catalyst for the NFC than Rams bucks and your, your pick of the Rams is looking pretty good right now. I said it was going to be the Rams and the bucks in the NFC finals or conference finals looks pretty good to me so far. Just, just saying, I also said to a particular friend of ours that uh, Matthew Stafford was the missing piece looking pretty good on that too right now. Hmm. Yeah, no, he, he, we, we love Matt Stafford here. He's, he's, he's definitely the the missing piece of the puzzle, especially if you're not going to run the damn ball. Um, for sure and where the hell's robert woods but that's another i mean you know you need robert woods when you get exactly you got cooper (laughs) cup letting cooper cook Uh, it's wild yeah it's no it's fun team i mean they uh they're playing well and the bucks just you know talk about not having a running game brady needs that especially uh you had Gio bernard go down and inconsistency of ronald jones and and leonard fournette like you, you, you can't let Tom Brady drop back and throw it a million times. You need nope. to establish the run. And on um, the defensive side, J, no JPP. You have some of your DBs down. Like it's, yeah, it, it wasn't good for them. That's it. I think people keep forgetting about the fact like when teams aren't full of strength, which is going to happen throughout the season, you're going to get hurt. There's a lot of freak accidents. I feel like more, it, f- it feels more amplified to me since the pandemic has happened, like injuries. Uh, but I feel like more injuries have been on the rise. And teams that are can potentially be really, really good aren't because of the injuries in key places. Uh, so I, I heard news that they're potentially going to be looking at Richard Sherman, uh, yeah, who I had his there today. Yeah. Let's see. There you go. So, I, I mean, that'd be, you know, the rich gets richer. But again, Richard Sherman was also becoming washed. But that's a whole other situation, too. But yeah. Hey, it's a warm body at this point. That secondary is true. Taking a beating true. without. um um. Well, Murphy Bunting and then the, the other dude got hurt, the, um, Davis, mm-hmm. right? Got hurt the, um, on Sunday. So it's been a, they'll take a, you know, I'll take a former all pro defensive back, even if he's lost a step or two or spent some nights in jail over the summer. You know, <laughs> um, at this point, <laughs> but no, don't really know what happened there. Interesting that that's kind of where that story died, but. <laughs> whatever uh that's a that's a convo for another podcast um speaking of whatever um justin fields matt Nagy, a uh, famous punching bag for this podcast Dude, i think he's the famous punching bag for everybody that's like in podcasting sports broadcast chicago <laughs> it's low-hanging fruit man. yeah low-hanging really, fruit. pretty much Look, Justin Fields got sacked like nine times. He threw some picks. He had a, um, you know, a awful QBR. Just a total offense was like, didn't he have like a negative yard? I don't even know. I don't have the stats in front of me. He didn't look good. And you know, I I know uh, some analysts across the league have been very vocal about, you know, 
Matt Nagy's position with this team and not setting up Justin Fields for success. But I have to agree with Dan Orlowski on one thing, former <laughs> UConn quarterback. You've had since April to put this kid in a situation to succeed. You knew Andy Dalton wasn't going to play whether he was hurt or not at some point. I It sounds like he doesn't want uh, Fields out there. Mm-hmm. He wants to win games and save his job. I have no idea. He doesn't like the kid. I he doesn't like that style of quarterback. I have no idea. But you, this the NFL's hard. I get it. But like, you got to put this kid in a situation to succeed. What what the hell? I uh, I watched the game. I started watching the game first half. Or yeah, I watched the first half because I wanted to see what what was going to happen to Justin. I'm very very happy. I did not watch the second half. Um, <laughs> I'm very, very, very happy. I realized after the first half, I was like, why am I watching this? And I could be watching the Chiefs Chargers game. Um, so that was a bop on me. Yes, I brought that back. Um, Throwback. Yeah. Uh, Justin Fields didn't look great, but how can you blame a young man when they don't move the pocket for a mobile quarterback? They have a terrible offensive line. Like here, let me be real again. As as I said, I'm a diehard Eagles fan. They have Jason Peters as their left left tackle. Jason Peters should have retired two in 2019. We are in 2021. Yep. He should have retired in 2019, and he's still out there. And he looks terrible. He's a Hall of Famer, but he needs to hang it up. And I thought he was after the Eagles didn't re-sign him this year. And he went to the Bears. That, I guess they thought that was going to be a bandage. Uh, it has not been. Uh, that whole offensive line, Sam, you and I could be out there uh, and we probably look just as bad as them. And I don't think we look worse than them, which is saying a whole lot. Uh, but this is what the Browns went and got Zdevian Clowney for, is to be opposite of Miles Garrett and just to wreak havoc against terrible offensive lines because there's a lot of offensive lines in the league that are terrible. Uh, but man, I, I just felt so bad for, for Justin. Uh, this is how quarterbacks get ruined. I've talked about it on here over and over again. This is how they get ruined and they get ruined by head coaches. Like Sam just said, like Dan Orlowski said, is you had all this time to game plan for such a talented quarterback that everybody in the world knows that he is more talented then Andy Dalton, even when Andy Dalton was the starting quarterback of the Bengals, Justin Fields is still a more talented quarterback than Andy Dalton will ever be. And you had all this time to game plan and have a, a whole game plan sheet, book, whatever, ready just for Justin Fields. And you get out there and it looks terrible. So now, now the report, I don't know if you heard this, Sam. Fields, Dalton, and my boy Foles are all available, and it could be any one of them to be the quarterback. Matt Nagy doesn't know who's going to start game four. And this is why Matt Nagy needs – I'm not one to never really call for people's uh, you know, jobs because people need money, need to feed their families. But uh, Dan Orlowski was right. Matt Nagy needs to be fired. 68 total uh, – 68 passing yards for Justin Fields, nine sacks. He got almost negative five fantasy points in a few <laughs> – or into that um yeah nick Foles apparently is is now in the running for this but you know andy dalton is week to week and also another thing according to um 
Yahoo. I don't, you know, just looking at a player update page from NBC Sports Edge.com. Nagy's Monday presser started two hours late. <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to, he didn't want the heat. He knew what was coming. He left those damn yeah, beat reporters yeah, out there for yeah. two hours. He's like, I don't, like I don't want tray. this. <laughs> He's like, I don't want this at all. I know what this is about to be, and I don't want this. I don't blame him. I don't blame him because you suck. It's okay. It's okay to suck. Uh, you know um, what didn't suck? That Chiefs uh Chargers game. That was fun. But I think the thing that everybody's been talking about after that game is, uh, is it time to panic for the Chiefs? And my answer very quickly is no. It's only three games. The Chiefs are going to be fine. Yeah. They're still going to do what they have to do. Do they have major problems? Yes. Their defense does not look like the defense of old. They they definitely have been exposed in these first three games. Um, so I see – I see teams starting to, to pick that apart, but uh, <laughs> I mean, they have Mahomes on the other end and they have that offense. So they're always going to be in games just because of that. But uh, Justin Herbert, I, I think, uh, I think people should, if they didn't realize before, I think they should realize now that he's here and he's here to stay. And Keenan Allen is still the most underrated yeah. wide receiver in the league. Yep, this team needs to. I agree with that too. This uh, this Charger team needs to get a little more discipline too. How many how many touchdowns have they lost? Game game winning scores mm-hmm. have they lost already to like formation penalties? True. Like it's just you know. Um, but fortunately for them, they they won this game, and I agree. I'm a huge Justin Herbert fan. Um, the kid's just special, and it's it's interesting that like. We're not killing Pat Mahomes for like the no look, throwing it to your backup tight end kind of thing. Um, but I, I think you need to um, get, you know, you'll get Tyreek more involved. Travis Kelsey is just a monster, but you, you need to get them involved. It was good to see Clyde Edwards, Elair involved to score that touchdown. Um, I think the Chiefs will be fine. They, this, this happens. Of course. Yeah. I mean, it's, again, it's the beginning of the season. There's no there's no real preseason anymore. So these are technically yeah. the first three games of the season. So it's kind of like these guys preseason because starters don't even play anymore. So this is their preseason. And then I guarantee things are going to start. You're going to start seeing teams settle into who they really are week five and beyond. Um, also, shout out to my favorite coach of all time in the NFL, uh, Andy Reid. Uh, I hope you are well. Good, sir. Yeah, man. Uh, totally definitely giving love to big red i mean how can you not like big red big red he's got a lot of he's went through a lot of things in his life uh if you know the stories about his sons um and he still has a smile on his face he's still that lovable guy uh so yeah shout out to to coach reed yeah uh was rushed to the hospital after the game um but he's been released and i think he's i think he's okay so yeah, it was um, dehydration I, for de- what they said mm-hmm. yeah so um, could that have affected some of the play calling at the end of the game? Maybe, but, um, you know, fortunately, you know, it's a football game and, you know, life's just a little bit more important than a football game. So, you know, prayers up to, to big red. I hope he's all right. And, um, yeah, I think the chiefs will be all right, but I, I, if we had a, a panic button, I would have pressed it in the off season for the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> Oh, and three now. If if there is one thing this and this affects you directly, if there is one thing you cannot let happen, is you cannot give your first round pick 
to the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> if the season ended today, and it's only been three games, I get it. A lot is changing. Carson Wentz would have played 70% of his snaps or whatever that number was. 75, and, yep. Yeah, and that first-round pick from the Colts, which would be number three overall, would go to Philadelphia. Good thing for you. You have the sixth pick and the uh, tenth pick. But you can't let this happen, man. You, you you bring out Carson Wentz on two bum ankles. The guy can't even walk. <laughs> I, I I know you may not have anything to say, and that's oh, totally I have fun. a I have a I know lot you do. to say, which is why I just took a sip because I know I'm about to go in. Um, Colts fans, you, you should have hit up an Eagles fan, and we could have told you everything <laughs> you need to know about Carson Wentz. Uh, he can't stay on the field, so I'm praying. This is the one season that I'm really, truly praying that he can just stay on the field for 75% of the snaps because <laughs> we'll get that pick. Happen. I'm praying that the Dolphins continue to suck so we can get their pick and their pick somehow becomes, you know, top right now five pick. Overall. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. I want it I to go higher. Know. I want it to go higher. Um, Carson, you got the coach that you wanted to have. You got your way out of Philly. You're you're now with Frank Reich. And all the problems were in Philly. Oh, it's the offensive line. Carson has nobody to throw to. Blah, blah, blah. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, Sam, does Carson have people to throw to in Indy? Um, I think I think so. Yeah. I think Michael Pittman's pretty good. Oh, okay. I think uh Jonathan Taylor is pretty good. Mm-hmm. As we mentioned, I think their offensive line's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably missing some people here. Uh, T.Y. Hilton's going to come back soon. Yeah, I think he's pretty good. I think so too. Um, um, so I would say, I would say, yeah. And I so, think their defense is one of the the better units in the league. They they made the playoffs last year, right? I believe so, with uh, an ailing old uh, Philip Rivers. Yeah, a father of 20. Um, so they they had a father of 20 and that led them to the playoffs. I think it's nine, but I'll let uh, it's 20 is good enough. Get, uh, <laughs> um, Carson, I, as an Eagles fan, as a fan of football, when the season's over and you give us the pick that we deserve, just retire. Just retire because How you cannot stay. That would be that would be so amazing to me because it's like we redeemed ourselves by getting the pick back that we gave away for him to get him like years ago, right? And now we get we have three pick first round picks. So it kind of like will come like full circle for me. Um, but he needs to retire because if he wants to, I mean, clearly he doesn't care about his body or anybody else's well-being because you know the whole vaccination issue, which Jim Ursay, the owner, said something pertaining to it. And if you could read between the lines, uh, it was very, very clear as to what he said. Did you hear what he said? I I'm, I have no idea. So, so basically, he was like, uh, he basically said that with a, a quarterback not vaccinated, uh, that he can go down at any time. And basically, it's going to be a detriment to the team. He said, I'm summing this up purposely because i want you guys to go watch this and sam hasn't watched this so i want him to see it too because i think when sam watches it he's gonna he's gonna definitely contact me and we'll have a nice little conversation about it but it also sounds like 
if you read between the lines that they're already three games in fed up with Carson. So this is the owner speaking and it's only three games in and he's already fed up. It's yeah. I don't, I don't blame them from everything that's been reported all all, I don't either. He's a selfish player. That was what was reported in Philly, right? I don't know if you remember that it was reported in Philly and they try to cover it up really, really good. And, you know, people were trying to get rid of the smear campaigns and some of the players on the team talking about like, he's not a selfish. And there was, there was a few players that were unanimous that kept saying that Carson's not a locker room guy. He doesn't care about anybody but himself. And then you're hearing these things that he's doing. It's like, well, it was consistent in one place and it sounded like the same thing in another place. So the common denominator sounds like one person and one person over Mr. Wentz. So I wish you the best of, of life (laughs) and general outside of football, but buddy, you're not going to be in football for more than a year after this. If you're here next year, that's going to be it for you because people are going to give up on you. Chris Ballard is regarded as one of the best general managers in football. I, I, I agree with that statement completely. They, he won't let this, (laughs) he won't let this happen. No. He won't let this happen. Whatever the the cause is, um, you got to just swallow your pride at some point. And, uh, and that contract, I don't think gets any easier for nope. the Colts to get rid of him either. Um, he's making good amount of money. So uh, it's going to be a, you know, hopefully I like this Colts team aside from Carson Wentz. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't, you know, I don't believe in the quarterbacks behind Carson Wentz, but mm-hmm. like, it's a shame if they, if they had, a competent guy under center that could stay healthy and not play hero ball every, every time he's, you know, he's backs up against the wall, then, then I think they'd have a shot. So it's a, it's a shame, but um, speaking of guys that, you know, I, I think the premature, it's premature to say Carson Wentz is going to walk away or whatever next year, but one guy that probably should have walked away <laughs> well, a couple years ago, if not yep. last year. Yep. So, Big Ben, man, the Steelers that like, is this team just look lost? They got beat up by the Bengals. Ton of, ton of drops. Najee Harris, great running back is um, your leading receiver. Um, go on. You're, you're laughing. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, man. I love what I'm right. Um, I literally sat on here and said, this team is going to suck, and I see them going absolutely nowhere. And our friend Dave said they're going to be really good. Oh, don't kill Dave. I love him. I love him. But I this is like my little mini like rivalry with Dave because of what oh, he yeah. said about Devontae Smith. So I'm taking this all out on him. <laughs> uh, I said the Steelers were going to be terrible. Steelers are not looking great. They're not looking great at all. And I even said because of Big Ben, because I can't stand him, number one, but he's been washed Dude, he for quite some while. He, he just can't throw the he ball can. like anymore. He just can't. It's he, you should have yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I don't know if Dwayne Haskins or Mason Rudolph can do the job either, but like this team is they have they're too talented to be like this is again with the the Colts this team's too talented around this guy to like fail like they have great receivers love Najee Harris that line needs work but TJ Watt wasn't playing but like the defense is still pretty good Minka Fitzpatrick's I don't know how you could beat 
as underrated as he is and yeah. still like yeah you know this team is really good and they're um you know it always sucks when your franchise quarterback your hall of fame quarterback you know is on the way out retires Allah, you could see this with with eli and you, you know peyton manning's last years in denver weren't great mm-hmm. and when you have to when when this happens it's ugly and it sucks but like you gotta go you what's gotta the plan on. here man what's the plan here this well, is you you said it with minka that minka trade is where they made their first mistake i understand you can't you there's you don't come across a minka fitzpatrick every day but you got rid of some of your first a first round pick i think it was one or two it was one, and I think it was a good – it was a high it, pick. That's my point. You got yeah. rid of that, and you could have gotten a quarterback, and instead you go for defense. Now, it's great to have defense, but if your defense is on the field all the time, it's not great to have defense because your offense can't do anything because you have a senior citizen out there throwing the ball. Now, honestly, I know I know all three of us said we don't know, and all three I'm talking about Dave as well, when he was on here, we all said we don't know if Dwayne Haskins is it. I think he has a chance of being it, but right now he has a better arm than Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. yeah. He's more mobile than Ben Roethlisberger. I put him out there and take my chances with him right now because I think Ben should be benched right now. I don't – yeah, I don't – I don't – I mean, the panic button has been sounded. I don't know if you completely throw away the season at this point, but it was sounded last season, like you said. Yeah, yeah, no, it was. <laughs> and I, I said this during the off season. I, if I were the Steelers, and I know I, a little bias, it's coming to fruition here, but I would have traded for Sam Darnold, and at least had him there, and see, you know, given up a second or third round pick, see what I got there, and um, this would be a little easier to swallow. But um, unfortunately, it's not. Um, speaking of, you know, as we wrap up week three and, and head to week four, you know, what's really hard to swallow is losing. And Saquon Barkley, the running back, your beloved running back from Penn State and running back of the New York Giants, yeah, yeah. said today, Tuesday, I don't think we're a bad team regarding his 0-3 start. I, I did some math. I looked it up. Since 2017, the year he was drafted, the Giants are tied for the worst record in football with uh, 18 and 49. They're tied with uh, my New York Jets. So they've gone 18 and 49, but they're not a bad football team. I don't even, I don't know what else to say, except I just don't think this is working. Uh, so Saquon is a loyal guy. So he's gonna, he is going to do and say the right things, right? But if I had one chance to kidnap one player in the NFL and remove them from the team that they're on and put them in a different location, he'd be that player. Because the league is being deprived right now of not seeing one of the best running backs who technically should be the second best running back in the league right now and would have been behind uh, CMC if he wasn't injured. Um, we're, we're not seeing Saquon run. Yes, he's coming back from injury. Yes, he's not a full go right now. But with that team, they can literally pack the box, and each defense can pack the box and say, we're not going to have Saquon beat us. You beat us with your arm, Daniel Jones. And that's not going to happen for him. I think I also saw, Sam, when you had those numbers, uh, they're – that record started 
after they took that picture on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> and it has it's been downhill ever since that picture. Uh, the owner apparently knocked over trash cans in the hallway and somebody took a picture of it. And oh, well, this is what happens when you put this product out there. And he's also the no fun police because he was one of the people that voted for uh, the taunting. These the 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 taunting rules that are in play right now. He was one of the people to head that. It's like, of course, you would head that because your team doesn't celebrate much because they're always losing. So, of course, you would be in front of that. But the Giants are terrible. I'm not saying that because I'm a division rival. I like I don't mind watching the Giants. I hate listening to their fans. Uh, but I hate Cowboys fans way more. Um, <laughs> but it's it's always good to have a New York team doing well, even though they play in Jersey. Um, but I, I I feel bad that Saquon has to try to speak up and and breathe confidence. Yeah, into it's the team. It's hard. Um, I know the positions he he's in, but yeah, since that boat picture was taken right before that uh, playoff game, mm-hmm. the Giants are 18 and 50. <laughs> I, I, hey, I, I got nothing to say. So many questions. Further. Anyway, mm-hmm. we uh, that that was week three in the books. Looking forward to week four, but let's do our picks really quick, Brandon. Uh, to recap, we started in week two. I have week one somewhere. We, I'll, I'll add that together at some point. But week okay. two, you went 13 and three. And I was sadly nine and seven. And I I, I rallied. I, I rallied last week. I went 12 and four. You went 10 and six. And uh, right now I you're just uh, two games up on me, 23 and nine and, and 21 and 11. So it's been fun to just uh, hold each other accountable. So, yes. And, yes. Uh, Pixar Thomas over here <laughs> going to lead the way. Um, so let's just run down week four. It starts off Thursday night football. Jacksonville Jaguars head to Cincinnati. Um, this is going to be a fun game. I, I really like the Cincinnati team. I'm going to take the Bengals. Yeah, it's going to be a fun game for the Bengals because they're going to destroy them because Joe Burrow looks absolutely filthy right now and going to yeah. Jamar Chase, which I know you got to feel good about that for your fantasy. But, uh, yeah, this is uh, this is the Bengals. This is going to be a blowout because, you know, Urban Meyer is still the head coach. <clears throat> yeah, I agree with you. Bengals it is. Um, all right. How about the Washington football team headed to Atlanta? We don't have enough time to talk about Matty Ice, but who? This, huh? Who? Matty Ice. Who is that? <laughs> the guy from the the Tide Cold Wash commercials. Oh, okay, okay, got that it, guy, got that it, guy, got it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you remember how earlier I said whoever had the idea of putting the Giants and the Falcons on national TV? Uh, if somebody puts the Washington football team and Falcons on national TV, I'm going to find somebody and assault them. Oh, uh, but ouch. But I think I'm going to have to go with the Washington football team. I don't want to. You know what? Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I don't want to, but the, the Falcons don't look great at all. Uh, speaking of another team that, that doesn't look great, Houston's headed to Buffalo. Um, didn't you know we didn't talk about this Bills team, but they looked pretty good last week. I I, I don't see how is Davis Mills gonna start still. Like I don't see how he comes out of this Long one. Neck. <laughs> the Buffalo Bills, uh I, I have them over the Texans. I do sure. too, and I'm gonna make an audible real quick. I'm gonna actually take the Falcons over to Washington football team because okay. I've said 
that their defense has been poop, and I've been right about that so far this year. So I'm going to go with the Falcons. All right. Um, all right. Speaking of Chicago and uh, Justin Fields visited by the Detroit Lions this week, I, I'm going to go with the Lions. <laughs> you they and me ba- both. <laughs> yeah, man. They barely lost this game on a historic kick by Justin Tucker. 64 yards. That should have never happened. Yeah, it shouldn't have happened because of a delay of game. But mm-hmm. Dan, I mean, we had jokes at Dan Campbell's expense all offseason, the biting of the ankles and all that. But he's got this team amped yes, up to play. And it yes, started it Monday Night Football with the Packers a couple weeks ago and had them, had them feeling it last week. I, you know, I think uh, watch out, Justin Fields or whoever, Rex Grossman, whoever they're going to get under <laughs> oh, center <God>. in Chicago. <laughs> Uh, I think it'll be a fun game um, if you're a Lions fan, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So you got the Lions as well. How about I do. how about the Carolina Panthers headed to Dallas take on the Cowboys? Well, I've kind of said that the Panthers really haven't played anybody yet, and they're going to play somebody this week. Um, I, I have Dallas, but I have Dallas winning by uh, a touchdown. Okay. Reminder: These are the straight up picks. Um, I'm not good enough at math to do point spreads. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, Colts, Miami, one o'clock on Thursday, um, Sunday. What the hell am I talking? There's a there's a lot of terrible games this week, huh? Um, I have to go with the Colts. I mean, they're the better team, but the the Dolphins have a great defense, so <laughs> I don't know. Is, is Jacoby still going to be the quarterback? Yeah, I think uh, Tua was put on at least three-game IR, so he's out at least the next two weeks. My body is saying go Miami, but I'll go with the Colts on this one. Yeah, again, I really like this Colts team, um, but for some reason, I just home game for Miami. I, you know, Miami. I don't, I don't know why, but Miami. Right? Um, it just yeah, feels it's right. Just, yeah, yeah, I don't know why. So you still got the Colts? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This might this one might be a little easier for you. How about the Browns visiting the uh, Minnesota Vikings? Yeah, the the Browns should punch the Vikings in their face, and I hope they do. I can't stand the Vikings. I really can't. Ever since they came to Philly and did the skull at the Rocky statue, I'll never forgive them for that. Uh, Collectively, <laughs> the whole state of Minnesota is on the shit list for Brandon. No, I like the state of Minnesota. I'm, yeah, I, I, I enjoy it actually out there a lot. I have family out there. It's a wonderful place. What up, family? Yeah, what up, fam? Um, yeah, I agree with you, Browns. I, I mean, team looks good. That's that's all. Uh, Giants head to New Orleans or Jacksonville. I'm not really sure, but I'm, I'm, I think it's Jacksonville to play uh, the Saints. Giants, Saints. Uh, definitely the Saints. Never, yeah. not not Giants right now. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, let's see here. How about the Tennessee Titans headed to MetLife to play the New York Jets? Sorry, Sam. Uh, you know, the Titans are the pick here. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. I a hundred percent agree with you. Um, Titans over the Jets there. Kansas city heads to your, uh, Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles. This is a tough one for you. Huh? It's two, two years in a row that they come to Philly. Yeah. That's not going to be good. Um, yeah, it's definitely the Chiefs on this one. Sorry, boys. 
that hurts so bad, so much to say. Arizona heads to Los Angeles to play the Rams. This is going to be the game of the week. And this, if this is not nationally televised, I'm also going to assault somebody. Um, I, I, I just think, I think it's going to be the Rams. Yeah, I agree with you. I love uh, Kyler, but I think Aaron Donald and that defense and Jalen Ramsey are going to be the difference here. Um, we got to find somewhere to watch this game. I agree. I there agree. you go. Uh, Seattle headed to San Francisco to play the 49ers. I don't like what's going on in Seattle right now. Uh, and that's also right? why I had them. Remember, I had them as like a wild card, and I was just like, yeah. I kind of have them on the. This is kind of what I thought about them. I didn't really have faith in them at that point. Um, I'm gonna go with the Niners because they should have, they could have just won, and they've been playing pretty well. So I'm going Niners. I have a weird feeling, and also the Jets have the Seahawks first round pick. So just maybe I'm just manifesting this, <laughs> but um, I'm gonna go with the 49ers. Okay. Uh, Ravens head to Mile High to play the Denver Broncos. Ravens because the Broncos haven't played anybody either. Same. So yeah. Uh, how about the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers headed to Lambeau to play the Packers? These games this week are, are terrible. Like they're extremely one sided. I'm already uh, writing Packers. Packers. Yep. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> this will be a fun one. We're going to talk about it in a second. The uh, have you heard of this guy, Tom Brady? Uh, you know, been to nine Super Bowl. The guy that once, does the Subway commercials. Six, seven, yeah. Yeah. Subway commercials. Um, okay. Yeah, that guy, the Subway guy. Mm-hmm. He's headed to New England where he used to play football for a long time. Okay. To play his old team. I, I, I Bucks, I, you know, I, I could see, I don't know. Tom's just, Tom and Gronk are just going to have this team fired up. If not, it'd be an ultimate letdown game. And also another thing, I've, I'm a Jets fan. I've suffered through Tom Brady kicking my team's butt for 20 years and yes. everyone else around me. If you're in if you're in Foxborough and you boo Tom Brady. I don't think no. they're going to do that. Yeah, I don't think so either. But I, I heard people talking that. about it today. Um, that, that's you, just you stupid. Can't. You can't. That's you can't. really just stupid. Just leave, man. Just yeah, leave. If, you're, I, if I was a Patriots fan, and I heard somebody next to me booing me, uh, booing Tom Brady. I'm cussing them out with all the rings that this man has given you guys and how dominant you basically had of a run over the league. Yeah, there's no way. It's just yeah. it's just applause for that. Um, I think the, <laughs> I think the Patriots win by like three touchdowns. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. By three touchdowns. And uh, I'm going to also give you my hot take. If Cam Newton was the quarterback for the first three weeks, they would have been three and zero. The Patriots. Oh, okay. Just One saying. and two right now. Yep. So that that's uh that's where I go with that. Okay. Monday Night Football, Las Vegas Raiders. Still weird to say. Uh, headed to the Los Angeles Chargers. It's also weird to say. Um, <laughs> Monday Night Football. I'm I'm going with the Chargers. I really like this team. I know Vegas is three and zero. Car looks good. The defense is playing out of their minds. Um, no Josh Jacobs. They're still getting it done, but I, I really like this Chargers team. Josh Jacobs is killing my fantasy team. Sorry. Um, 
I want to go with the Raiders. I really, really do. But I think the Chargers have too much. So I'm going, go Chargers, go. The best uniforms in football, period. Yeah. No, they're a lot of fun. Um, So that's our week four picks brought to you by us. We're not (laughs) sponsored yet, but if you want to sponsor our show, just email us at jasonpointspodcast at Mm -hmm. gmail.com. So overall, you're 23 and nine, and I'm 21 and 11. So right there. Well, it's a lot of fun to to do this. But now here's another fun part of the show. Sam actually watched a UFC pay-per-view. Yes, three in a row. Yes, UFC 266 was uh, was Saturday, and this is UFC Corner brought to you by UFC Corner. Brandon, your thoughts on uh, on Saturday? Terrible, Eden. I don't, I don't know, man. It's late. Um, so my first takeaway from this is. I know Dana White does anything and everything for money because he's a scumbag. Um, But there is no way that anybody should have thought that Nick Diaz was going to actually do something in this fight. This man hasn't fought in six years. Robbie Lawler has been fighting every single year in like two to three fights a year. And you thought he was going to have a good fight against Robbie Lawler? Robbie beat him to pieces. He made him look like mashed potatoes when he was done. It was terrible. There was no reason that fight should ever happen. Like, no reason. So, I love the Diaz brothers. I I definitely love Nate Diaz because he's just an absolute problem. It just doesn't stop fighting. But Nate also fights way more than his brother Nick. And I hope Nick never steps into the octagon again. I love you for what you did, but your time has passed, sir. Um, my girl, uh, Slovenchenko, destroyed Murphy, which I knew was going to happen, uh, and then does her ceremonial dance at the end. I mean, she's just – I don't see anybody beating her anytime soon. Um, she's a phenomenal fighter. She can beat you standing up and on the ground. She can beat you anywhere in the octagon, so love her. Um, Sam texts me on this one, the main event. Uh, Volganowski against Ortega um, and asked me a question uh, fight of the year. I don't, I said to him, I don't think so. Cause I have to try to remember some of the earlier fights of the year. So I don't want to peg this as the fight of the year uh, because to me, it was still one-sided. Uh, Volvin, uh, Volganowski basically almost dominated his fight. It was Ortega didn't throw his hands as much as he should have. And that's what he's also known for outside of submitting people, uh, which he definitely threw some, he slipped some triangles, which I knew was going to happen. Um, but I'm very, very upset that he didn't win because I was definitely going for him. But he did not look uh, that great against uh, Volganowski. Volganowski is just that little, that little muscle dude that just, you got to put, excuse me what I'm saying, you got to basically take him down forever, never take life from him because he's going to keep back getting back up he's just that person like there's there's certain people like twice Uh, yeah there's certain people that you meet in your lifetime sam that you know know that if you get into altercation no no i'm saying if you get into altercation 
with these people, you know that you're going to have to take their life from them in order to win this altercation because they are so crazy in their mind that they're just going to keep getting up. Now, I'm not promoting taking somebody's life. It's just... Just I have picture. no idea what the hell you're talking about, man. I, just I keep, mean, it's fine. I, it's, UFC it's okay. corners is it's okay. It's lawless here. <laughs> but yes, that's uh, that's enough for me. That's enough for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought the fact that Brian Ortega lasted five rounds and was just pummeled. I'm. I again, I have not watched UFC as much as you have, and I'm, I'm texting with with some friends and my friend Mike, who's Good, really good listener of the show and uh diehard UFC fan and and number one stand for the UFC corner by the way um appreciate you was sir. basically just saying how this is the fight of the year and I haven't you know I've only watched like three or four fights this yes, year yes so I I it was hell it was entertaining man I don't know what to compare it to other than that was I, I thought that thing was over like three different times and he just kept on getting up and Man, and I, I I read today he's out for like six months because he's like broken eye socket or whatever. Yeah, probably but, orbital bone broken. Yeah, more likely, something yeah. something's mm-hmm. crazy going on there. But um, yeah, hell of a just fun night overall. Um, again, I don't know what to compare it to other than itself, but it's been a it's been fun. I'm glad you're watching. We'll get you. We'll get you there. We'll reel you in even further. Don't worry. There you go. <laughs> hey, you want to play? Do you care? All right, and that's our show, everybody. <laughs> uh, we already kind of touched on this, but uh, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers head to the Pats on Sunday night. Hot take that you just said that the Patriots are going to win by three touchdowns. I'm giving you time to redact that now. Still stands. Okay. Nah, I'm playing. The Patriots are not winning by three <laughs> touchdowns. You know who's winning by three touchdowns. The Bucks. Come on. Unless Tom Brady sneaks in halftime and goes and plays for the Patriots. It says, I'm just, I'm back, guys. I just want to remind you of what it is. You know, the Bucs are winning by three touchdowns easily. Easily, Sam. You picked the Pats, didn't you? No, I did not pick the Pats. No. No. You didn't pick the Pats? No, I, I don't want the up. Pats. Yeah, I don't want the Pats. If I, I said that, I, if I said that, I definitely did not pick the Pats. I did not mean to say I picked the Pats. All I right. definitely meant the Bucs. I could be hearing sure. things. It's late. I'll put I'll, I'll change it here, but I, yeah, have it I don't. Pets. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't want that at all. That would I would have to be uh, delusional to think that the Pats are going to win this one. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. This is why so you I, ask questions. People. Yeah, so I may have misspoke, but there's no way that I'm going to misspeak this time. It's definitely the Buccaneers winning by three touchdowns. All right, all right. hell of a game Sunday <laughs> night NBC. It's gonna be fun. Uh, I don't have anything else to say about this. I just think it's interesting that Alex Guerrero is the one representing your uh, Tom Brady and, and talking to for him. Uh, I don't know if that was, uh, you know, blessed by Tom or not. It but definitely it was happened. just yeah, like his father as well. Yep, Definitely was. Yeah. They wanted to get ahead of the Patriots because the Patriots are good at getting ahead of things. So, yeah, it, it definitely I don't happened. even know what Belichick said. I have to listen back to I'm sure he didn't say anything and it was comical. <laughs> He said something on the the podcast that he's normally on. I forgot what he said, but I hate listening to Belichick talk. Like it's it's comical listening to him in a press conference. But if I was a player, I'd purposely do all my press conferences like Bill Belichick, see if I can get away with it. Or, yeah, Pop or or uh, Popovich or mm-hmm. Belichick, just mm-hmm. that. Like why Nick Saban? Like why are you? Irritating? Why are you asking me? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you know the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's just move on then. I care. I think uh, I think the Bucks will win, but. You know, again, Jets fan, my 
you know my whole life and uh hate to see it but um you know I'll, I'll be watching it'll be a fun to fun game um yeah how about this i saw this stat i wanted to share it with you um from mets beat writer anthony decomo decomo uh i saw it on twitter no team in major league baseball history has spent more time 103 days in first place and finished with a losing record all the mets are all but mathematically guaranteed to become the first team this kind of leads into there's one week left of major league baseball regular season our yankees have been on a literal roller coaster up and down i i was done with them last week and then all of a sudden just uh you know playing out of their minds go into boston sweep them your thoughts on uh either the 2021 mets or or baseball in general yankees you have the floor man do you care meet the mets greet the mets Bring the kitties, bring the pets. That's literally their theme song. I don't know if you know that, but um, they they involve pets. Yes, they do. Really, their theme. Yes, it's no joke. Um, the Mets suck. I don't care. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't know how to ever put this. Like you, I, you went to what did they go to? Did they go to two World Series in a row, or they they had two? They went to the World Series and they had a chance of going to the World Series the following year. Yeah, right. They, they went in like 2015, and then they. They were bounced out of the playoffs a couple of years around there. Yeah. You know, I'm not a guess Dave, what they did. If Dave was here, he would kill me and correct me. But um, is he a Mets fan? He's a huge Mets fan. Yeah. Oh, OK. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Dave, that I'm about to destroy your team that has absolutely sucked since uh, about like 86. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, the Mets are <laughs> they're always going to play uh a little brother to the Yankees and and just I mean the Yankees haven't been the greatest this year but if you were in first place for that long and then somehow days. yeah and that it squander it somehow some way you're now officially the only team to ever do this uh it just proves to show how much the Mets suck um so that's that's enough for the not so amazings um the Yankees, as you said, Sam, it's definitely been a roller coaster. I mean, they go and sweep Boston uh, this weekend. Gene Carlo looks like he's reincarnated and doesn't know how not to hit a home run, uh, launching it over the green monster, hitting moonshots. Uh, that grand slam was – I had literally went to sleep. I woke – I took a nap because I knew I was going to go and watch the fights. I woke up right as Gene Carlo was swinging, Sam. And then he hit that grand slam. And I was like, oh, well, my energy's up. <laughs> I was just like, well, I'm here now. Uh, but now the Yankees have the Blue Jays tonight. Um, I, I haven't looked at the score. I, when you guys hear this, I mean, it, it'd be the, the second day. Um, so I haven't looked at the score. But, I mean, this is a big series for them. The Yankees don't have it easy uh, finishing these last two weeks out. They have the Blue Jays. They have the Rays. Uh, the Rays already clinched. Um, Blue Jays are still fighting for wild cards, so they have a tough road where the Red Sox have <laughs> the Orioles, um, which should be a pretty much shoe in for them to get some wins. Uh, but I think that it's going to be pretty interesting just to see in general this wild card race around the league, um, especially with it being the last two weeks of baseball. So I'm super, super, super uh, locked in on what's going on. So, yes, I do care about what's going on in baseball and not the Mets. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, you know, we have to, we 
have to play the Blue Jays in the race and this season, so that's gonna suck. But yeah, um, you know, this team's been a lot of fun to watch, and um, you know, would be in the uh, playoffs at the end of today. So hopefully that can keep that momentum going and playoff baseball. Man, it's playoff baseball is great. Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> I'm pumped. Um, yeah. How about how about this? last one for today do you care do you care that the nba has a vaccine problem yes i do okay uh agreed kyrie irving andrew wiggins two two stars well one star and one disappointing i don't know how to characterize (laughs) andrew wiggins um basically said their vaccine vaccine info is a private matter and reports are that vaccinated NBA staffers are concerned about their health and being uh, exposed to unvaccinated players as the season approaches. As as you know, um, cities or cities like San Francisco and New York have basically said that you need to be vaccinated to enter arenas, and that goes for the players as well. So, uh, Brooklyn, New York, Golden State, going to solve, um, going to cause some some issues for unvaccinated players this year. Uh, your thoughts on on what's going on as as NBA preseason is about to uh, uh, tip. First off, nobody cares about Andrew Wiggins. He right. it's not a surprise that he it's not a surprise he didn't get this shot or he's missing the shot because he misses nothing but shots in the NBA anyway. Um, wow, nice for Kyrie. Good. Thank you, thank you. Did you uh, read that somewhere? Or was that you? I I did read that somewhere too. That's good, that um, was good. but it is definitely definitely thought of um, as well. I, I took it and made it my own. Um, Kyrie, he's always in the news for all the wrong reasons. Uh, it's never, as of late in the past two or three years, it's never, uh, at least what the media posts about him, you know, he's never in there. And I know he does a lot of great things off the court that doesn't get talked about, but the things that always get talked about are things like this. Uh, and Kyrie basically said in his, uh, a media day for the for the Nets. He was not there, um, which some were trying to figure out if he wasn't there because he wasn't vaccinated. And he said, you know, I'm a human first. Uh, you know, I like to keep these things private. So if anybody's going to ask me any questions about that, uh, just know the answer is going to be the exact same thing. I like to keep it private. Um, what's her name? Joy Taylor. Uh, yeah, on the herd. Sports. Yeah. So she said, uh, Kyrie, this is not a private issue. This is a human issue. And we're going to know if you're vaccinated or not, because you're not going to be able to get into certain places to play. One being where you play in Brooklyn. You were in in New York. If you're unvaccinated, you're not going to be able to play. So Kyrie, it's going to become public to anybody anyway. Any player that's in the league is going to become public that is not vaccinated because we're going to know when you're sitting out of these certain games at these certain cities and it's not going to be a a healthy scratch because everybody's going to dig into it and they're going to find out what it really is but and i'm going to get into what i really really feel about this kareem abdul jabbar if I've you know anything okay, yeah I've good good if you if you don't know about him uh one of the greatest basketball players of all time uh is definitely in the top five Top five, top five, top five. Easily. Um, with what he has done. Um on and off the court. Correct. Correct. If you know and follow what he's done off the court, you also know that he's not the biggest fan of the government. 
which people are saying that this is a whole government thing, which you can take your conspiracies and shove them up your ass. I'm sorry, Sam. This is what I have to say. And I'm, I, I'm wholeheartedly going to stick to this. Kareem, who, again, is not the biggest fan and hasn't been, went out and said the NBA should insist that all players and staff are vaccinated or remove them from the team. He said there is no room for players who are willing to risk the health and lives of their teammates, the staff, and the fans simply because they are unable to grasp the seriousness of the situation or do the necessary research. Thank you, Kareem. You said it so eloquently. I'm going to say it not so much that way. Stop being idiots. People are out here eating things left and right, doing their own thing, and don't know what you're eating on a daily basis, and now we all have this issue here. Do your research. If you care about other people, do your research. You don't want to do it? Fine, you don't want to do it, but understand there's consequences for you not doing certain things. That's life. If you don't do certain things, you can't do other things. If you don't get vaccinated, you can't play in certain arenas. You can't be around your teammates. You can't do certain things. You're not just affecting yourself, as Kareem alluded to. You're affecting your teammates. You're affecting the fans and the staff. So if you're a person that actually cares about people and you're in these positions for this, and I'm not talking to everybody else that's outside of basketball, that's a whole nother topic. That'd be a whole nother podcast, not here. But when it comes to sports, you got to understand that you're not just affecting just because you have your opinion. You can have your opinion, but understand that if you don't meet the criteria or requirements, you may not be on the team or may not be able to play in certain places. And that's on you. And if you're okay with that choice, that's fine. But that's all I have to say on that. Yeah. You and Kareem said it beautifully. I I don't have anything else to say. I it's uh, we're well past sports with this and we're well, Mm -hmm. you know, I uh, my child needs his shots to to go into kindergarten. I don't see, you know, we all had them. People didn't, you know, I know this is scary to a lot of people and the unknown is scary, but there's been 3.4 billion people that have been um, vaccinated across this, uh, across the the globe. Mm-hmm. I don't know what more data you need, but yep. um, uh, hit me up if you need to find it. I'll help you. Um, Absolutely. You know, I don't know what Second else to that. say, but um, I think you've said it um, beautifully. And uh, we just need more people like Kareem, like LeBron today, championing. Same this message yep. and this is mm-hmm. yep and this is more than just uh more than sports here man like you know people's people's lives are at risk here and we're not out of the woods yet and uh you know just be smart be smart about it um if you don't want to talk about it like if you don't want to talk about it that's fine if you if it should be a private matter for you if you don't want to admit that you you got it or you didn't that's fine but just just do better i don't know agree i i got nothing i got nothing else hey man um i would say what what are you looking forward to this week for me it's um playoff baseball and the you know see if these yankees can survive this week and and uh a a fun week of weekend of football and uh nice sunday night game and monday night game to uh to end the week for me what about you uh there's a team that's number four in the nation 
uh, that I'll be watching. Uh, they should pretty much skate through this week and the following week. They have a huge game, uh, but that is Penn State. So I'll be watching them on Saturday. Um, I will be watching my birds uh, probably get destroyed, uh, but I will be watching it uh, because I am a I'm a loyalist um, and definitely watching to see what the uh, the boys and pinstripes do. Uh, hopefully the uh, the turtle can keep bringing them luck. Uh, yeah, that's, that's fun, I, huh? That's the Yankees yeah. got a pet turtle. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully that just keeps. I, I mean, the, p, play, baseball players are the most superstitious players in the world. I swear they are. They really have to be, because who in the hell would get a turtle for their locker room? I don't know. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm just glad to see fun in the Yankee clubhouse. I, I agree. It's, I agree. It's been a long time. Um, this team, once this team got like comfortable with each other. And they, you know, it was really like Gallo and Rizzo showed up, Nestor Cortez and like Tyone, just team just got a little more loose. And um, it brings you back to some of these older Yankee teams, like the the whipped cream, the shaving cream pies yes, and Swisher yes, and Burnett yes. and Guardy and then like just having a good time. Miss and, those. Um, I missed that yeah. time. And I think it helped. So if it's a turtle, if it's, you know, whatever it is, you know, good for them. Something that. You know, you mentioned your Nittany Lions or indirectly mentioned your Nittany Lions. Some uh, has the talk of the US, USC coaching job died down. Like what is James Franklin going to be the next head coach of the Trojans? What do you think? I doesn't. So I know USC is, is a huge uh, market, but so is Penn State, which is I why know. which yeah. is why it doesn't make any sense to me is because Penn State is just as big as UFC, if not bigger. Right. And that's that's argument that I'm not going to have because I don't really care. I just enjoy my team. But I know how big of a team and atmosphere Penn State is. I mean, the whiteout is historic. Everybody knows about that, right? UFC has their own history, Rose Bowl, all that, stabbing the field with the sword by by the Trojan, like that whole ceremonial thing, right? I get it. But, yeah, it's died down. I don't know. I've heard uh, the enemy is is, – is is being looked at i see so, so many different things i'd be i gotta be honest with you i'd be pissed off if the enemy gets yeah, offered that and and he can't get a job in the nfl as a head coach when all he does is run one of the best offenses in the league but whatever um last thing I'll, i guess i'll say to usc is give reggie his damn heisman back come on yes please yes please that's it that's it. this is the chasing points podcast just give give reggie's heisman back um do I start a GoFundMe or a petition or whatever Jeez. for this? Let's let's do this. So uh, that was episode 34 of the Chasing Points podcast. Went a little long today, but thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'm Sam. That's Brandon. And uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Chasing Points Podcast. And thank you for listening to us, however you listen to us. So until uh, next week, peace. I normally have a full rant, but the only thing I'm going to say is it's hoodie season. Uh, Go get your hoodies. It's the great, greatest time of the year. Greatest time of the year. That's it. No pumpkin spice, though.